Race, race, race 22. Race 22. Podcast. Welcome to the Race 22 Podcast. Race 22 Podcast. And now your host, Langley Austin. Recently on Race 22 Radio, we caught up with Thomas Scott, who talked about what it was like to have a full-time job, being a do-it-yourself racer, and the success that he had in the Hampton Heat at Langley Speedway, and then in the Triple Crown, and all in all, he said it was a pretty good year. Yeah, we had a we had an unbelievable year. I mean, if anybody's kind of followed how we've raced over the years, and just uh, where we've come from, you know, when we started 10 years ago doing late mile racing and stuff, um, you know, to go out there and race competitive with those guys, I mean, it's just, it's unbelievable just the success we were able to have last year. Yeah, well, speaking of, you know, where you started, tell us, give us, a, you know, a one or two minute, you know, quick history of, of where you come from. Because, I mean, you come from a racing family. So, I mean, you've come up through, you know, the ranks and just kind of give us a history there. Yeah, I mean, my you know, grew ever since I was born, you know, I've been around racing. My dad, you know, started in, over at A Speedway in 1984. Uh, he's got seven or eight track champions over there, yeah. including the dirt and asphalt. Um, you know, so growing up, you know, hanging out the shop and working on the cars and stuff, I mean, obviously it's – it's all I've ever done and all I've ever wanted to do. And, uh, you know, once I got uh, got old enough to start doing it, you know, my parents got me a dirt bike, and we started dirt bike racing a little bit. And uh, I was a little bit too overweight for that, so we moved <laughs> on to four wheels. <laughs> we moved up to four wheels and then uh, got on go-karts and run that for a couple of years. And was still a little too overweight for that, so that's when we started just uh, focusing on the cars and stuff. Plus, you know, go-kart racing, it's gotten so expensive. It's uh, – you know, you can about run a car for what these people spend on go-karts and stuff. Yeah. So that's why we went ahead and just moved moved right yeah. along. And, you know, when I got old enough to start driving a car, I moved right in. Yeah. And people can't see, but Thomas <laughs> is looking at us going, something's going on behind him. Okay, that's because the bartender's arrived. That's because a keg of beer just come up over here behind us <laughs> in a trash can. So, yeah. Thomas is looking around like something's going on behind me, but I'm going to keep talking for right now. <laughs> Needless to say, Zach Bruinger is here. <laughs> you can always tell when he's arrived because we start laughing, okay? <laughs> oh, man. Um, let's get this out of the way because I know that we're going. somebody's going to ask, what's your plans for this year? Well, we're definitely um, going to plan on doing the South Boston deal for right now. I mean, it's so many reasons why that track is just so appealing to go up there and race. Uh, we can talk about more later, but, um, you know, right now, that's all I'm focusing on. They have a really good schedule. Uh, it's really hard for me to kind of plan out what I'm going to do for this year just because, you know, it it takes so much money to race. And, uh, you know, no, I'm good. I got I to gotta drive two-hour drive back. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, But, no, we're, we're planning on doing the South Boston deal, hitting up the uh, Hampton Heat again. You know, just stuff we we had a lot of fun last year. And uh, we want to try to do that again, just because we did enjoy it so much. Yeah. So. What, what what made you? You know, you've you've raced and you've raced, and I've I've watched you grow over the years. You know, I've been around you for a long time now, many years. And this last year, it just seemed to. I mean, you were getting better and better. But last year, what 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 you hit on that just? I mean, everything just jumped. Well, I mean, it's it's been a culprit of over the years. You know, so many of these people come into the sport and can just flat out buy what they need to go fast right out of the start. Right. And for somebody like me that doesn't have access to that kind of capital and just you have to work really hard build up your equipment over the years and uh it just finally we finally got everything kind of matched all together we got the car where we felt like 
we had pretty much the same equipment as everybody else. You know, obviously there's some stuff you you don't get if you're not if you're not rich. But yeah. <laughs> and I don't mean yeah I don't mean to play right. that card, but sure. I'm just being honest. And uh, you know, between that and getting the equipment where it needed to be, and then you know getting help and access to the technology aspect of it through HC Sellers and Sellers Racing. And, you know, that kind of really separated me from where I've been to where I've become last year. And, uh, you know, I can't say enough. You know, you think you know and you try to learn. You try to, you know, look at other people's cars. You try to just kind of put it all together to make it go fast. But, you right. know, until you actually have somebody who, you know, is able to eat, eat, sleep, drink it every day and do it every day and have the access to the technology – um, you know, it's really hard to get to where you you need to be. Yeah, I mean, it's extremely expensive, and uh, you know, you're you're one of those you know low budget guys. And what really tells me how low budget you are is Thomas Bean told me to ask you a question, and he wanted to know if you'd be buying any more used um <laughs> any more used uh, ball joints from him. <clears throat> uh, probably. I try to find good deals like that all the time. <laughs> You'd, you'd actually be surprised to know how much used stuff I buy that these people just throw away. Well, I seen you working uh, on a used no, spindle could, the other day. <coughs> really good. I could tell you a great story. Oh, my gosh. His dad, We were. Well, this was years ago. We was at South Boston. They had a pass race or something, and the race was over. Everybody's gone. <laughs> I'm standing at the wall putting my stuff in the bag, and he said, reckon anybody's going to take any of this stuff? And they had a, wreck, a bunch of wrecks, you know. Yeah. It was a spring air or something. <laughs> 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 so he walks around with an arm full of stuff. Everybody done gone anyway. They were going to leave it there anyway. But, yeah, I mean, they've, they've scrapped and fought and, you know, to where he's got at now for sure. Yeah, no, I mean, that's our shop is such a mess because he's that way. I mean, that's just he holds on to everything he can find. He's going to find a use for it at some point. Yep. I can promise you that. But, I mean, that's just – I'm used to it, you know. I don't. I'm not embarrassed by it by any means, you know. I'm just used to that's how it has to be for me, and and we take it and do the best we can with it. Right. I mean, you got to do with what you, you know, the opportunity in front of you. You yeah. can't worry about what it, the opportunity of anybody else. That's right. And you know, it's so easy. You know, you see all the the keyboard warriors and people that talk on the internet all the time about how, you know, if you don't have the money to do it, you might as well not do it. Or you know, if if you if you complain about how much stuff costs you know you don't have to do it and and they're right but what would racing be without the people that you know aren't going to be out there to spend you know what would you have five four or five car races if you just had yeah. 15 i've always said the guy running in 13th place is just important as the guy winning the race and i guarantee yeah. you they they work just as hard i mean yeah, a, lot oh yeah. of, a lot of people work just as hard they're just you know it, it takes a lot of effort if you don't have the the means to go out and pay somebody to help you yeah right no doubt. Uh, one of the first uh, questions on here is from Mason Dunn. I mentioned him earlier. He he wanted to know what's the over-under on how many times the word the grind is going to be used tonight. Well, since Roger's not here, I'm I'm thinking that the grind's probably not going to get used tonight. No. I don't uh, – Stephen over here in the crowd, he says it's going to get used at least three times. Three times. <laughs> He's going, well, I mean, we're, we're almost there now. So, um, but – I'm not going to use those words, but uh, what what tell tell people what you do. I mean, because obviously you're not working on your race car, you know, every day, day in and day out. You're not getting paid to do that. So tell us what you do, and tell us what your what your work ethic with your your job, and then going to work on the race car. So I'm a body shop manager of a pretty big shop in Raleigh, and uh, you know that requires me to be there pretty much 55, 60 hours a week. You know, I hold the keys to the building, so. You know, I have a, a awesome team of people that work for me and under me, and um, you know, we 
it, it's constantly busy, busy. You know, it's an industry, an automotive industry in general. Is there's always going to be cars, and right. there's always going to be people wrecking them. So, right. you know, it's it's busy in itself, especially you know here lately this time of year from you know the deer season where people have deer accidents all the way through winter storms and stuff. This time of year is really busy, and uh, it, it usually slows us down a little bit in the summertime, but it depends on how much severe weather we have in this area. So it, it's always busy, and uh, you know I'm. I'm there, you know, leaving the house at 6.30 in the morning, don't get home until 6.30 at night, usually at the, the earliest. And, uh, you know, my normal day, especially during race season, especially right now trying to get ready for race season, you know, I'm gone 12 hours a day for my real job and then come home and spend 30 minutes or an hour at home eating dinner, hanging out with the girl and stuff, and then uh, it's hitting the shop. And, you know, you work out there till midnight, 1 o'clock in the morning, and get you a few hours of sleep and go at it again. I mean, it's uh, it is a grind. That's for sure. Well, there goes that word. <clears throat> um, I, I, I said I wasn't going to use that one, but I, I guess I used it twice because reading his crap. Um, anyways, uh, people chiming in talking uh, talking about your dad being the man, um, and that's definitely true. He's uh, he's one he of my he, he's one of my favorite people at the racetrack. Yeah, and, most definitely. Uh, somebody who always, no matter what happens, he always gets free race twenty. He he will get free race twenty two apparel. I've for never the rest seen of his him life. not wear a race twenty two shirt at a race. <laughs> me either. I mean, it's very. If you see him without one, you're like. Did it get ripped? Or what? I gotta get you another one. I mean, I didn't bring him tonight because I knew he'd steal the show. So that's. Oh uh, well, you, I left yeah, him at home. you're, you're probably, probably so. right about that. You're probably right. I mean, he's yeah. uh, and and he can talk for sure. Oh yeah, he yeah. does. He's got a lot of knowledge. Some some of it's. Uh, Let me tell you about something, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want I want to tell you about something. 22 years ago, I was right over there. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's got a story for every moment. That's for sure. That's yep. for sure. But it's, it's, it's awesome. I mean, yeah, I've heard so many of his stories. I could pretty much tell you any, yeah. anything and everything. But yeah. You've heard him multiple times. I'm uh, sure. Multiple times. Uh, you know, he's he's definitely proud of his accomplishments, as he should be. He's done right. a whole lot in racing, and uh, that's definitely where I got my work ethic from as far as wanting to do it and enjoying it like I do. Um, you know, he's he's won a lot of races and uh, won a lot of championships and stuff. And I definitely feel like he never got the opportunity to do as good as he probably could have had he been given the right opportunity. And, um, you know, I mean, it's it's just one of them things. He's always raced what, what he could afford. And, you know, I mean, late mall racing, it's a little bit more than what we could afford, but we do it anyway because it's, it's fun and, you know, you can race different tracks and stuff. But, uh yeah, he's definitely uh, definitely the man. Your your mom said that uh, your dad wants a hoodie, so I guess he's going to get a hoodie. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I mean, yeah, I'm telling you, anybody who wears a billboard that much for us, I mean, it, free yeah. for life. I mean, I can just go ahead and tell you. Well, especially 100%. if we run good, he's going. If it's if it's a shirt he wears when we run good, he'll he'll wear it every week. So <laughs> <laughs> you must run good in some of them race twenty two uh, shirts because he, he has them on all the time for sure. <clears throat> Um, you were talking uh, before the show um, about actually having a pit crew, um, and in years past, you know, it's just been you, your mom and dad, pretty much. That's it. Everyone, Him, his mom, I mean? and his dad. I mean, you'd, every once in a while, you'd have somebody helping you, but yeah. I mean, it was nothing yeah. steady. So tell us, first off, about, you know, working so closely with your parents over the years, and then tell us about your, your pit crew that you have now helping you. Well, I mean, it's it's stating the obvious, you know, you couldn't do it if you don't have help, you know. Right. I mean, how would I possibly go race if I didn't have somebody to come to the track with me, even if it's just them, you know, there for you know, many years, it was just them. It's, it's hard to yeah. find, it's hard to find help 
you know, I mean, right now I have a bunch of great guys that like to help, you know, come out to the shop during the week and work during the week and go to the track with us on Sunday. And, uh, I mean, they honestly, you know, they would come work in the shop if I wasn't out there, you know. I mean, yeah. I like to be around, you know. But, uh, you know, there for many years it was just them. And uh, we would take off the motor mile. I was a three. I've, I've pushed his car more than any car oh, I've yeah. ever pushed in my life. <laughs> And my mom's changed changed just as many tires as probably anybody in the <laughs> yeah. pits. Uh, that's one thing she she yeah. enjoys is is uh, using the impact gun. <laughs> but uh, she'd get some help, you know, putting it up on the on the hubs or whatever. But uh, yep. you know, that's it's something, man. You know, it's you can look at it and you know, you kind of feel bad sometimes. You're like, you know, what what am I doing out here if, if this is all I got? But then you think about what it actually means. You know, that they actually are so committed to come out and just you know support me and and help me. Uh, yeah. The only only way we can do it. And, I've always um, thought it's the coolest thing I've ever seen because you got these teams over here and they're all running and yeah. doing stuff and all technical and professional. And then here's like the family t-ball game over here, <laughs> you know. And, but they're, family they're, they're, they're having but they're having a great time. They're, right. they're, I've never seen them mad or nothing. You're having a good time as a family at the race And I think I always thought that was awesome, man. Awesome. You know, it's, it's what it's it's what it's all about, man. I mean, so many of these um, these teams and stuff you know started with dads racing or you know it's it's still it's still quite a bit of family in in the kind of racing we do and uh, it's definitely one of the aspects i think it's important to always have you know because once you lose that you know racing will start going downhill yeah is your mom still spotting for you no i got a i got a great spotter she 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 spotted for me at the hampton heat so a lot of tracks we go to, you know, you at least got to have a NASCAR license and somebody to go up in the spotter stand. And uh, when we actually went to the heat this year, we we um, the, the date got moved. Yeah. And uh, I think two of my crew members that had been pretty much every week, I'd already made plans because we were off that weekend, so they couldn't come. And uh, sure enough, you know, we sent mom up in the spotter stand, and she hung out up there. You know, she she talked some, but me and my dad just spot from the from the infield. We just had her up there just to have a spotter. But uh, yeah, I mean, she's it's been many races. She's had to call me uh, clear, or you know, tell me if there was a wreck or something. And you know, you don't you don't see many moms up there doing that. <laughs> <laughs> now I know uh, in seasons past, you've uh, you've spent time at motor mile i know you know with them reopening kind of going against south boston does that keep you from going up there this year you know it's it's still so up in the air how much racing i'm gonna get to do this year i just got a lot of a lot of stuff going on and, and i right. you know we spent a lot of money last year to do as good as we did so it's it's i'm not gonna do that again this year so i have to be very conscious of where we race and like how expensive our weekends are going to be you know just you know that's just how it is. Um, I want to go up to Motor Mile. That's my favorite track. I mean, yeah, by far. I know that, you've told me that several. That times. is my favorite track. I race at. I wish it wasn't three and a half hours away from home because that's a that's a long day. You know, because we never. I mean, we never spend the money for a hotel room or anything yeah. like that. We drive up Saturday morning and roll up at the house at three thirty, four o'clock yeah. Sunday morning. Back, you know, up at church. You know, for church that morning. So, um, I want to get back up there. I'm very excited about some of the stuff that I've seen that they're going to implement this year. I think it's going to be a lot of things that help make the competition a lot closer. Um, definitely stuff they're doing with the fans aspect of it, trying to get more people in there to watch the shows. I mean, I've, I've been up there, you know, for the last last three or four years racing off and on, and, you know, you could have a great race and have the best, the best late mall drivers in the area around, but it wouldn't be people in the stands. Yeah. And you just knew that they were losing money just because of what they paid out yeah. to, for us to be there. And um, I'm really excited, and I really hope that they do well. You know, I think uh, 
I think, you know, it's, I want to make some trips up there this year. Um, I guess we'll just have to see how South Boston goes. Got you. Uh, you really took to Langley Speedway last year, you know, in that uh, trip to the Hampton Heat. Are you planning on going back out there? Uh, for sure, yeah. Uh, actually, it's a that's a funny story. So, you know, I'd never even seen the track, and I, I drove up there one Saturday in June, I think, and um, went up by myself, you know, drove up there, three-hour three, three hour trip there, and uh, just went out in the pit, went in the pits, hung out, and really learned a lot from just watching the race. You know, I mean, I've, I've always been very analytical when it comes to that stuff. I can just watch race cars and watch, you know, racing to figure out what I need to do when I come back and drive. So, yeah, I went up there, and for the first time, you know, I, awesome place. I mean, it's just a phenomenal yeah. place. And uh, we, you know, we were going to come back up there for the heat and not – not get to practice you know because it's really difficult for me to go during the week and practice uh we were going to go straight up there and race and we had the um the race weekend up there and we drove all the way up there three and a half hours pulling our trailer and as soon as we pulled in the track they're like well we're gonna call it off yeah. this weekend uh, as soon as you pulled in yeah. yeah as soon as we pulled in so we're like man you know we drove all this far and uh fortunately they you know were like well we'll let you practice today because you know the rain was coming that weekend so yeah. we got to practice that day and uh I mean, we were we were the last car out there. Like we had race monitored everything. We were the slowest car there, and uh, I was a little discouraged because you know you didn't it didn't feel it didn't feel that bad. It was just slow. But I mean, I'd never never raced there, and that is probably one of the hardest technical tracks as far as a driver that that I've raced at. You know, yeah. you have no banking, so you're you're you have to be very sharp at your you know how you drive the car because yeah. you, you have nothing there to kind of help you recover. And uh, I struggled with that. We, well, that's why, you know, because, like I said, I've known you a long time. I know your driving style. That doesn't seem like the track that would fit you because you always like a loose race car. Yeah. You know, hanging it out in the corners. That ain't a place you could do it. It's not. It's so hard on tires, and it's just, um, I mean, it's just a, it's an all-around difficult track. And we went back up there uh, a couple weeks later and raced for the first time. And, I mean, we were just just as bad. It was our first race on our, our, our upgrade motor, and uh, I was all excited about that. You know, it was like, well, I finally got the new upgrade because, you know, all year I'd been running with the steelhead-built motor and running really good at South Boston with it. But, you know, it was the first race we had with our, our new motor, and I was, like, all, all excited about it. Still last in practice, qualified, like, next to last. I just could not figure it out. And uh, I think I got up, you know, started. They had like 18 cars. I may have got up to like 13th or something that first race, and that's where I finished. And I was just like, man, this is so embarrassing. You know, I've been running all year second third to Phillip and Peyton at yeah. South Boston, and then here I can't, I can't even get out of my own way down here. And uh, we made some wholesale changes and just we threw a bunch of stuff at the car, which is not necessarily something I like to do. I like to kind of get everything precise in the shop. I feel like that's more important. And we threw a bunch of stuff at the car. And um, we went out there, and I drove all the way up to, uh, you know, obviously I love the outside on the cone stuff. Yeah. You know, I'm definitely not scared. And uh, we took some cones a couple times, got up to, like, fifth place. I think I ended up, like, eighth or ninth. But still, I just I learned a whole lot that race. And uh, sure enough, you know, we come back for the heat, and uh, we were we were pretty good. Yeah. I, I really felt like I there for a while I had a car that could have won the race. Um, yeah, everybody's putting tires on for practice. We didn't buy any practice tires. You know, I've always believed, well, for one, I can't afford the extra set of tires on the race weekend, but, for, you know, <laughs> you dial your car in on what you're going to race on. Them new tires are only going to be new, especially the 45s, for about 10 laps. Exactly. Right? After that, lap times, everything's yeah. going to be about the same. So, man, um, we got to going and practice, and I was like, this this car's 
pretty good. You know, started comparing people on old tires and was like pretty good and went out and qualified like uh, 11th or 13th or something. It was 30 something cars there. I, where I found that lap, I don't know, but um, you know, we started the race and uh, Peyton, Peyton's raced there quite a bit, and, and I definitely can't, you know, under, you know, speak volumes enough about how much HC and Peyton helped me this year, uh, this past year. But uh, Peyton really helped me get the track figured out, and uh, it showed from from lap one. And uh, we started passing cars, and you know, I hadn't raced a tire conservation race in a couple years. You know, I've been racing on the F50s, you know, all year at South Boston. You know, that's 100% from Green Flag. Yeah. You know, Ace is 100% from Green Flag. Like, it's yeah. everywhere I've raced, it's just wide open, you know, as fast as you can go for the start. And uh, I feel like I saved too much. And uh, I could have probably went on up there and got past Peyton, but I just was backing it down way too much to try to make sure I had some at the end, and we never got a caution. And then, you know, when it got time to go, you know, I didn't. I didn't have nothing left you know, at the very end to run run anybody down. But uh, speaking of Langley Speedway, um, planning on running the the Triple Crown, I assume. Yes, as long as I have enough money at that time of the year. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. I understand. That's definitely the plan. You know, I I've really felt like yeah, I had a legitimate shot last year. That's why we still went to Langley after our bad race at South Boston. You know, I feel like I could have run third at South Boston for the big race and got yep. caught up in that first lap wreck and. Uh, I mean, had I had I had that third or even top five at South Boston, had the fourth place at Langley and was uh, restarting third at the last restart at, at Martinsville, you know, we definitely had a decent chance to bring home the ten grand. Yeah, yeah. And that, uh, you know, $10,000 is, uh, you know, a lot of money That's for a team like yours. a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, I could do a lot with that money. Yeah, I mean, you were telling me uh, before the show, you know, how you uh, took basically and, and bought other people's totaled race cars to – you know, have yours. Yeah, I mean, both of my cars were somebody else's totals. My, uh, you know, my car that I've I've made Martinsville with the last I don't know four or five years, except this past year, was one Dustin Rumley when I had to park with at Ace, and uh, we bought it and uh, you know bought it for hardly nothing, put a frame rail in it, and done a bunch of work to it, put front clips and stuff on it, and uh, I mean it's it's one of my favorite cars. Yeah, obviously it runs just as good as a lot of them. So uh, my my other car, the one that I run really good with this year, that we run you know pretty much everywhere. I mean it was one that that Dylan Bassett had totaled at Motor Mile I think 2014. So wow, uh, bought that Joker and if put Dylan Bassett totaled it. It was total. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I tell you they they brought it up here and it was going to be so expensive to fix it they they just junked it. I'm so, sure. Uh, we done a lot of work to that car, man. But you know it's something. It's something I enjoy. You know, I know every inch and every weld of each one of my race cars, and uh, you know, it's it's helps me to to work on them better. Yeah, y'all used to build your own motors, didn't you? We still do. So you still we, do. We actually, um, Clark's Automotive does all of our machine work, and that's where we get our parts. My dad still assembles our engines. Yeah, I remember you uh, saying something on uh, Facebook a while back about you know going to the spec engine, how you had done it yourself. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's. It, another thing, you know, as much as we can cut out paying somebody to do work on something, we, you know, we try to do it ourselves. I mean, that's got to be a tremendous uh, cost savings right there in itself. Uh, it is, and you know, sometimes it's 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 hard. You know, I mean, it's because you get paying customers obviously in front of stuff that you want to get done, just because you, right. you're not really a paying customer like everybody else. But uh, it's a lot of satisfaction and gratification out of it too. Yeah. You know, doing it yourself. Um, I raced, yeah, my motor at Martinsville, I would have put it up against anybody's. I passed probably 
uh, I think it was 12 Harrington motors down mm -hmm. the long straightaways. I mean, I just deal with who you can work with the most, and that's you can make the most out of it. Yeah. You think there's other racers going to be listening going, wait a minute, let me get this. If I work on my car and do stuff, it can be fast? I mean, is this a <laughs> no, concept? No, they're going to be like, why does this guy do this? I just pay for this stuff, Yeah, man. yeah. Just... That's what it's going to be like. <laughs> Hello? I must be going. I cannot say I came to say I must be going. The guys really enjoyed the conversation with Thomas Scott. He's definitely the one to watch in 2019. Be sure and stay logged on to Race22.com for more podcasts coming up in the very near future, including more with Thomas Scott. And until next time, we'll see you at the races. But I am telling you, I must be.